All right, Mike, from some uplifting stories to an unfortunate one, but it prompted me to think of a question where we can honor some of the greats in entertainment. Uh, Last week, late last week, one of my favorite actors, Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, announced that he is semi-retiring, quote, from acting. He's taking a much more uh, bridge schedule with the movies that he's going to put out. Um, Because it was discovered that he has a rare gene that links him to be much more diagnosable for Alzheimer's disease, which is obviously a tragic disease. If you or anyone you know has a loved one who's been affected by that disease, it is, uh, you know, there's no words, no words to describe. So he's going to take some take the time and focus on his health and make sure that he does everything he can to keep his body and mind right to, you know, hold off that diagnosis for Hopefully it never happens, but um, definitely at least for as long as possible. So that prompted me to think, who are some of the artists, athletes, musicians that hung it up before you either got a chance to see them in person or you thought that they had more left in the tank to perform? Um, And I thought we'd just reminisce for a couple minutes here about that. The one that jumps to mind for me because he was so popular growing up with my generation is Kurt Cobain. I obviously never got to see him perform with Nirvana. They peaked when I was a little bit too young. I was pretty much a preteen at that point, but I would have loved to have seen Nirvana in concert and seen how their music would have evolved over the years. That's a great one. Um, This is going to sound a little controversial, but hear me out on it. Michael Jackson. Uh, Me, I mean, look, Michael Jackson had some, personal things that were bizarre at best and, uh, you know, potentially much, much worse than bizarre at worst. But the guy was a heck of an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And um, the, can you imagine if Michael Jackson, Chris, you know, he was, he was going to do, I think the tour was called, this is it or something like that right around (laughs) the time he died. It wasn't a tour. He was going to do a residency in London. Imagine then if he would have graduated from there to maybe doing a residency in Las Vegas. Can you imagine how cool it would have been to catch Michael Jackson in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe he would still, he, he was a very talented guy, an incredibly hard worker, which, um, you know, reportedly is one of the reasons why he got himself into, into trouble with medication because he was working so hard. Uh, I think it stands to reason that he would have cranked out a lot more music. Um, And there was kind of a a timeless nature of his music that, you know, even the stuff he was turning out late in his career, I thought were, were bangers. They were real hits. So look, Michael Jackson's a a odd bird. And uh, (laughs) I mean, he had a lot of very kind of odd habits about him, but as a musician, I really admired him and loved his work. And I wish that he was still with us because I think we would still be enjoying his work, not all the off the stage stuff, yeah. but his work, uh, you know, well into this decade and beyond. Separating art from artists is the phrase that gets 
thrown <laughs> out all the time. And by the way, there's about a 99.9% chance I'm going to clip you saying that was a banger and that's going to be played on Dukes and Bell for a long time to come. Well, hold on. Let me do it in the clear then. That was a banger. <laughs> you heard you heard it here. You heard it here first. Look, look, I mean, everyone hated Remember the Time. I thought that was a banger. I love that. It's a great song. Um, you know, black or white. Love that. Like, yeah. if you look at the halftime show from the 93 Super Bowl, the, the Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl where Michael Jackson did halftime, one of the really great halftime shows of all time maybe the greatest next to someone else who i think would definitely fall on this list and that's prince. Prince. yep you know um and prince again kind of ironically his final live performance was right up the street from here at the fox theater mm-hmm. um boy you, you talk about someone who was still at the very top of his game and was so elite that he didn't have to pressure himself to, to you know, do things he didn't want to do. He didn't have to uh, turn out albums just to make money. Uh, he didn't have to tour just to make money. He was that good. He could work at his own pace and have his own creative process and and do as much or as little as he wanted. Um, so Prince absolutely is, is someone who falls in the, the gone too soon. And again, this isn't like a Chris Hemsworth deal where guys are retiring. We're talking about people passing away it's i think a little harder to to find examples of artists entertainers musicians who retire because that doesn't really happen a lot yeah Uh, maybe it happens a little more on tv like uh i'll give you another one david letterman i mean he did decide to retire and i think he was still at the top of his game yeah um you know i and johnny carson even and i was a little kid when he retired i think it was only 11 or 12 but you know, Carson, I remember his last year on The Tonight Show. He was still making me laugh. He was making me laugh big time. Um, he absolutely w- would be on that list. Um, two comedians who uh, died tragically and very, very young, but two comedians who I wish were still with us because I just thought they were hilarious, Chris Farley and Phil Hartman. Yeah. Man, I mean, can you imagine if Chris Farley was still alive today and, you know, maybe still doing sketch comedy or doing more movies or something like that? How lucky would we be uh, if we could get one or two more laughs out of Chris Farley? And the, the same with Phil Hartman, who I thought was just, you, you know, it, in a, a dry way, like maybe one of the best dry comedians of all time, certainly of our generation. Um, you know, it it, it hurts that we aren't able to enjoy them anymore. Again, not because they retired, because they passed away, but um, it, it, it's a long list. It, it's a good topic. It's it's a really long list. And, and what really gets you is when you see people who are at the top of their game uh, either retire or involuntarily, you know, lose the ability to, to entertain us. We don't have the time, but uh, in the sports world, the, the obvious number one is – Michael Jordan, depending sure. on what you believe about yeah. what happened there. And then uh, of guys like Barry Sanders come to mind, Calvin Johnson. I mean, there's a list of guys who hung it up early in the sports world, too. Yeah, Barry Sanders, that, that's the one for me. Uh, Barry Sanders. And that kind of started the trend, unfortunately, of, of running backs who really couldn't go more than 10 years. Um, that, that was the shocker. 
when Barry Sanders retired. I mean, I think Jordan, he kind of got the sense when he had his first retirement that, you know, maybe maybe there were things going on where his heart wasn't really quite in it anymore. So it wasn't a shock when he retired the second time. Barry Sanders was one that, that really, that floored me. Um, you know, someone at the very, very top of his game, someone who was setting records left and right. And I want to say Barry Sanders was the first team all pro the year he retired in 1998. I mean, he, he, he was, was still yeah. absolutely yeah. at the top of his game. Bobby Orr, it, you know, I'm too young to remember this, but Bobby Orr was someone who, had to retire at a very young age due to injuries and, you know, one of the great hockey players of all time. Uh, Andrew Luck just happened with him. Andrew Luck. Yeah, to a lesser extent. I mean, I don't know if I'd put Andrew Luck on on the level of, like, the absolute greats. But, again, someone who who stepped away at the very top of his game to to kind of, um, you know, pursue other things. Um, Yeah. I mean, even even in auto racing, I mean, Jimmy Johnson retiring Mm. when he did. Um, uh, you know, someone who dominated the sport of NASCAR. Not everyone who listens to us is a big fan of NASCAR, but th- just another example. It's a really good topic. Um, Bo Morgan is in his office right now. His ears just perked up. There you go. Yeah. No. Right. It, well, it's past <laughs> o'clock. Those probably gone. But uh, uh, but no. Um, it, it's a good topic. I, and I want to go back to the Chris Hemsworth thing for a moment because, um. Alzheimer's has touched my family in a, a very terrible way. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it is a horrible thing. And I, I just, I absolutely wish him the best. I, it, I know there is a test you can take. Uh, in fact, it's funny. Jim Nance once brought that up to my brother. My brother works in communications for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and Jim Nance does a lot of work with an Alzheimer's foundation. And, and Nance told him, you know, you can take this test and find out. And, uh, my brother had the same answer as I, I, I don't want to know. Right. I, I don't think I would want to know that. Uh, that was very brave of Chris Hemsworth to take the test. If, if I have the gene, which, you know, I think there's probably a pretty decent chance I do. Um, I don't want to live in fear of it. I, I, I think I would rather just live in ignorance of it, which I guess yeah. is even worse, but, um, you know, God willing, hopefully, um, you know, we make medical advances where, our generation and future generations don't have to suffer the same way that that prior generations have just been, uh, you know, profoundly suffering with Alzheimer's. So for Chris Hemsworth, I, I wish him the absolute best. Yeah, and uh, unknowingly or maybe knowingly, perfect segue by you because our final topic of the day, Mr. Jim Nance. <laughs> 